PWO, 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 PWO. Everybody, welcome to the PWO WrestleCast. It's Thursday night, which means we got a lot of wrestling to talk about. And boy, George, do we? Boy, gorgeous George, do we? Boy, gorgeous George, something, something, something. Uh, as always, I'm your host Matt. Hello. With me, as always, he's the best referee in the world. It's Cod Sinclair. Um, if I were Shane O'Mac, I would tell you to try that again, but I know we're pressed for time and I'm not normally here on Thursdays, so it's a um, gift. It Everyone is. should enjoy it. Uh, he is the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. It's Jeff Hitman Hall. Hello, hello. I'll come before you. Um, and we have had a gimmick change in the PWO universe. Uh, I bring you the Mr. Pib of the world. It is Jay Hadger. Listen, I'm just glad I finally got your second favorite dollar store wrestler, that Bardlow, to stop staring at me. Wouldn't it be funnier if it was, I don't know, I was about to say Bart High. Mr. Pib is trash. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. It's a Dr. Pepper household. Listen, Dr. Pepper plus cream soda, delicious, but we're not here to talk about sodas today, boys. Let's get into some wrestling. Yeah, there's a lot. There is a whole lot, but we're going to start with some, uh, not breaking news, horrible news. Um, Goldberg was on the bump this morning. Actually, was that yesterday morning? I think that was yesterday morning. I don't know. He's on the bump because he can't take a bump anymore. Ha. I never could. Um, So he's on the bump, and he's saying that Roman Reigns is next. Um, so remember last Thursday when we were all here and well, Ryan, I don't believe you were here, but, uh, we were all saying like, man, you know what the difference is with Sting showing up in AEW and Goldberg showing up in WWE is Sting doesn't immediately ask for a title match. And a lot of people on Twitter didn't like that statement, but you know what? I'm feeling real smug right now, guys. Feeling real smug. I mean, if if I, I, I'm not trying to be that guy, I love Sting, and I saw him in his heyday. Um, but if you want a 61 year old Sting to be your world heavyweight champion in in, in 2020, damn near 2021, then you need to reevaluate yourself. Um, and look, I don't think you're wrong. I don't think you're wrong. Um, you know what? I do. I love Sting. I do. Uh, so. This whole Sting Goldberg thing has caused a lot of debate. Live in the world as the way it is, not the way you want it to be. Um, exactly. And, uh, you know, a lot of people have even started asking, who was the bigger draw between Sting and Goldberg? And a lot of – look, I'm with you guys because I'm, I'm not about it. But I'm trying to see people saying – I'm not trying to see. I'm seeing people saying that Goldberg was a bigger merchandise seller than Sting and sold out more arenas than Sting. People have said this. I don't know. I can't verify those numbers. 
but yeah so i will interject for a second seeing as even though wwe took it down via via copyright um the last quick count was starcade 1998 where 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 we had goldberg defending not only the title but his undefeated streak against against kevin nash in 1990 in 1998 goldberg was getting booed out of the building okay kevin nash was being revered as this um as kind of this superhero the one to take him out okay sting has stood the test of time throughout the 1990s okay um it's a it's a clear and obvious answer um probably for a short very brief period of time gold goldberg was on cloud nine and he was on top of the world and that's without a doubt um but okay you know then after this he turned he turned heel changed his music didn't show up when he should have during during the invasion when he could have made 10 times as much money sold 10 times with merchandise and then on top of that you go out and then you don't come back for another 16 years so um goldberg is a garbage person okay yes i'm gonna piggyback off of that he's trash his work is trash everything he's ever done is trash his only gimmick is that he's undefeated and even that was inflated he's got a long track record of of hurting people and like and like beating people up for real as much as people say um bret hart like took himself too seriously that's fair but goldberg is is the, the 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 number one um, taking himself like you know Goldberg doesn't know it, it's actually not real. Like he he thinks it's real. He's, he's in there throwing, real, yeah yeah. He's in there throwing real punches, kicking guys in the head in their careers, dropping people on their heads. He you know his work is terrible. The only thing he does is uh, is a spear and a jackhammer. Now I'll tell you all that to tell you this: was he on top of the world at one point? He was. Mm-hmm. I'll give him that. But it's not so much him because of his work. Because of his work, it's where he was put on on in WCW. Oh, and by the way, Kevin Ash is also, like Todd said, booking himself as well at, <laughs> at, at, at that point in WCW. So no, no, you know, no shit. He was going to go over uh, Goldberg. But yeah, but the fan reaction was re- was what really got me was Kevin Ash was being cheered, and when his music hit, there was a huge pop. It was absolutely insane to watch, but. Back to the original point, it's 2020. Now we're looking at 2021 for the next WrestleMania. It's it, it goes it, it goes back to Vince McMahon not having enough trust in his in in his younger workers to be able to push anyone, so he relies on it on on his older talent. Let me interject there because here's another point I'd really like to make. Um, so let me ask you guys: Who are the two wrestlers who have beaten Goldberg? Since he's returned. Actually, sorry, there are three. There are three. I, I always forget the one match that I should never remember to begin with. There are three. Well, Braun, because he took the title off of Mania. Lesnar Mania. And Roman, right? Nope. Because that we were supposed to get a Mania and we got Braun. Remember that match where someone almost died? Oh, Seth. Under, Undertaker. No, Taker, Taker. Oh, Those yeah. are the three. Let me tell you the list of guys who Goldberg has beaten. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, I, you, oh, God. But we're talking about since his return, okay? Talking, what, what is the number one goal anytime someone comes back who is in the twilight of their career? You put people over, right? 
Yeah. So. Yeah. You, you, you don't have to do it right away, but that's the end goal. You know what I mean? He took the universal title off of Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. He beat Dolph Ziggler twice in one night. Um, God, I forgot about that debacle. Oh, geez. Yeah, uh, you know, all, just about trashed the fiend. I don't want to talk about that weird modified. I don't, think you don't want to talk about it, but this is a fact. This is what happened. Yeah. We're talking about, okay, Kevin Owens, Dolph Ziggler, Bray Wyatt. Dolph Ziggler, I'll give you a little bit of wiggle room with. He's in the twilight. Well, I don't even know if he's in the twilight of his career. I don't know how old Dolph Ziggler is right now. I want to tell you, I think he's 36, but maybe I'm wrong. He might be the same age as. Kevin. No, you're, no, you're about right. But, uh, you know, Kevin Owens, who is, you know, you've built as a, a star. Mm-hmm. What's happened since he lost to Goldberg? Ziggler's 40. He's a good-looking uh, KO is in a really bad storyline with Braun. Um, he's essentially a crass test dummy at this point because they book him in these big matches and just throw him off of things. Um yeah. Other than his feud with Jericho after he lost the Universal title, there's really been nothing. So he's he's no longer a main eventer, right? Since losing to Goldberg, he's he's lost his main spot. Correct. Ziggler, since losing to Goldberg, I mean he had the match. I will give you he had the match with Ziggler, uh, with uh, McIntyre, but I don't think that was the main event of that match, of that show. I'm pretty certain that was uh, Swamp Fight. You're right. So, I don't know if you want to count that as in the main event, but... No. And uh, Bray Wyatt, has he has he been close to touching a title since losing to Goldberg? No, but I think I think that he, he wasn't Bray Wyatt isn't... Yeah. Wait, did um, Bray Wyatt just hold the Universal Champion? I am wrong. Bray did defeat Braun Strowman and then handed it over to Roman Reigns like a week or two later. Yeah, so... I was about to say, because I thought Bray won it, and then he uh, had the match with Braun where uh, Roman came back. And then Roman took it from him, like, the next week on some, like, B-level pay-per-view. I think it was- Here's the thing, though. We didn't, we didn't remember it happened, but that's the beauty of the character of Bray Wyatt and The Fiend is that he doesn't need the title. And, he's, no, no. and, and even though he lost to Goldberg, even though he shouldn't, um, he has been the one that is still in, in, in our faces every single week. We're talking about him every single week. Mm-hmm. He is consistently the best thing on WWE programming. He, so I uh, think out of everybody, he is the best to come out of this. Yeah. He just main evented oh. Raw uh, against yeah. Randy Orton. Yeah. Uh, but they have a pretty... Yeah, Jeff on this. <laughs> Here's my thing. None of these guys have looked good since losing to Goldberg. I mean, we're, we're giving Bray Wyatt the benefit of the doubt here, but really we, we didn't even remember the fact that he won the belt and then dropped it a week later, making him a transitional champion. I mean, I remember he won the belt. The only person here who's really benefited from Goldberg is Goldberg. Brock Lesnar. 
who and ha- and who has it really though? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I after I, after that I Survivor Series match, I, I'd argue he doesn't count because he's Brock Lesnar. You he's know what I'm saying? Currently signed to the WWE. No, no, but I'm saying like he he can lose to Goldberg, and it's like oh, you know, it's it's a shocker kind of, but it's not. But you believe it's Brock Lesnar, not going to hurt him any. Yeah, and and even though he lost, he got it back months. He got the win back months later, where 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 it really mattered. Um, and Braun got the rub, but Braun was not supposed to be in that match to begin with, mm-hmm. which is why I I question a lot of this. I'm just like, God, I'm talking about Goldberg in 2020, and apparently going to talk about it in 2021. Yeah, he's going to have a match for the next two years. Oh, oh gosh, that's what's in his contract. Three matches planned for WrestleMania that were announced today. Yeah, I, uh, the one is very interesting. I tried to avoid putting this in the group chat because I wanted to talk about this on here, and I figured Ryan would see it, but I didn't know if anyone else would. So you, you said you, you said the three matches already announced for WrestleMania? Not announced, but they're well, probably in the books. <laughs> It's really it's it's really funny though, Matt, because I posted that, and then I think you got out of school, and like twenty minutes later, you posted it right behind me. <laughs> oh, that's fair. Yeah, I was about to say. I thought I saw somewhere somebody posted something about three matches for WrestleMania. So, yeah, oh, it's cool. right. It's right above the other one. <laughs> so match one: Goldberg versus Roman Reigns. Yeah, no, that doesn't shock me. Randy Orton versus Edge. We expected that one. Triple threat match for the WWE title. Jeff, because I think you're the only one who hasn't seen this. Who do you think would be in this triple threat match? Oh, oh so th- this is for the other one. For, for the Raw main title, the WWE title. Isn't that the one Roman has? Or? No, he has SmackDown. Yeah. So, um, McIntyre. Okay. I, I, I thought Drew McIntyre. Okay, sorry. I'm sorry, sorry. Okay, so McIntyre is the current champion. Um. Randy Orton? He's got face edge. Oh, um, Wow, I, I really don't know. I, I honestly don't know because it, it, <laughs> if you have – no, because oh, – okay, go ahead. Just, just tell me, guys. Put, put, put me on my misery. How dun, 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 dun. From last WrestleMania, oh, Drew McIntyre versus Brock Lesnar versus Keith oh. Lee. What? So what I imagine this is going to be is Keith Lee is going to win the Rumble, as he should. So Orton dropped it already back to McIntyre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. happened like a month ago. Fellas, right. uh, could have been two years for me. Um, okay, no, you're good. COVID times. <laughs> so Orton transitional. Yeah, he, he won it just to drop it at a non pay per view. Ah, okay. Because okay. you know. WWE. So those are your matches. I'll judge accordingly. If Keith Lee is not made out to look like a star, like he should, because clearly this needs to be Keith Lee's moment, in my opinion. Oh yeah. That ain't gonna happen. Uh, so here so my take on it is is that if they are in a, in front of a live crowd. Um, don't be surprised if Drew McIntyre gets his gets his moment. Yeah, uh, I don't think Lee, Keith Lee's winning this no matter what. This is not going to happen. 
I thought I saw somewhere where they're going to start trying to have some audiences in a limited capacity for WWE. My understanding. Yeah. So it's potential, but we'll see when it's announced. Yeah. I am not waiting on bated breath for that. Yeah, I agree. I, I think everything's getting worse. So, I mean, that's a whole nother topic. Um, yeah. But so, yeah, there's that. Um, let me give you another quick here question. CM Punk recently in an interview said, uh, you know, he's open to coming back to wrestling, but it would take one of two things, either A, a lot of money, or and, and B, and this is the more likely of them, he would need a story that would be interesting enough for him. And he does state at the end of it that he thinks AEW has more pieces uh, that would pull him in. Uh, he also did mention how he thinks that because AEW has a ton of wrestlers he hasn't fought yet, uh, yeah. which means that there's more possibilities for just an open-ended story. Uh, so it makes sense why he would think AEW would probably be the place to go to. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing... A uh, Punk Omega match, uh, but that's just me. I don't think it's just you. <laughs> Here's my thing, and this is, I think, maybe the most appealing part of all of this. Uh, Punk's style of in-ring work is not incredibly strenuous. I think he'd be it'd be doable for him at his current age. Um, yeah. So I don't think. I mean, I would think he would need to have you know a little bit of some knock off the rust. <laughs> Uh, yeah. outside of in-ring, you know, on television. But I think that's easily doable. He's uh, only 42, though, so... I know, I know. But he hasn't wrestled in, what, seven years? Seven Five. years. And how long has it been since his MMA fight? Way too long. Like Doesn't two, matter. Three years, four years? Yeah. Um, here's my thing. Punk's, Punk's a fine worker. It, it, uh, his last match was uh, June 9th, twenty eighteen. There you go. Oh, wow. Oh yeah. So two, two, two and a half. Yeah. Um, but I think the most appealing part of all this is if he goes to AEW, as I'm sure most fans are like, CM Punk AEW, mimini, mimini. and I'm sure Hitman Hall might agree with me on this. Having an open mic just to talk would sell. I think probably more than his wrestling, more more than the story, just, just letting him talk. I mean, they had him at StarCast, and that sold out within, I think they said, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think imagine letting him with an open mic appear on AEW, let him cut a promo on someone. Um, now, I know, Todd, you're, you're of a different mindset here. Uh, yeah, um, CM Punk is not is not a professional wrestling draw. He's not. Okay, so uh, so okay, his his in ring stuff hasn't really been crazy. Okay, especially during the end of his run when he was with WWE seven years ago. Okay, um, on top of that, his two fights he had in the UFC were ap- were absolutely embarrassing. So not only has it been seven years since a since since a professional wrestling match, 
he has a little good sense since then. And this isn't the first time we've heard this where, you know, fans want CM Punk to come back, you know, CM Punk said, Oh, well, I don't know where I want to go. I think I just, you know, want to just hang, hang out for a little bit. Okay. It's been seven years. The window has closed. Okay. If this was 2015 or 2016 and he didn't, and he, and, and he didn't touch MMA, I would, I would be sold in a heartbeat. Um, but just the fact that, you know, who, who knows if he can carry himself in a ring anymore. Okay. If, if he comes back to professional wrestling, he cannot be in the ring wrestling. It's, it, it, it cannot happen because now, especially if you are AEW, okay, who you are promoting that we're going to give guys a chance, you know, you know, you're going to come in, we're going to work with you. We're going to give you a chance. Okay. You're going to sign this guy who hasn't wrestled in, in, in seven years. Hasn't been on a live mic since the last since last Starcast, and we're gonna push you to the front of the line, okay? And we're gonna push all this money in front of you, and that doesn't seem like AEW's game. It seems like AEW's been much smarter with their money, much smarter with their signings, and it doesn't seem like CM Punk would be a great fit for them. Now, maybe a return to Ring of Honor. I think that that would be where he needs to go because he can be on a mic. He can he he can go back to where he started, and just and just go out like that. And you can still work for Fox. You can still go do all of the Starcast. You can do any you you can do anything you want with Ring of Honor. Okay, you can go back. You can be on the mic. That's all you need to do. Because I don't really think that Punk is a draw in 2021. If you're saying CM Punk versus X, yeah, I have okay. a oh, I, I'm just gonna <laughs> propose a match here. And Jeff, I'm, I'm going to give it to you because I know he's okay. your guy. But I will say, I may or may not have dressed up as CM Punk once upon a time. Many, many moons ago. I can uh, confirm this happened multiple times. Oh, no, no. Just, why. just one with a very bad makeshift Nexus shirt. Uh, but you're telling me you wouldn't be interested in a mic or a promo battle between CM Punk and MJF? Yeah, no, no, I'm fine with that. On the mic, do do not do not wrestle. Uh, I don't know, man. Ric Flair went for a very long time. Okay, and he shouldn't have. match, Jeff. Jeff, I told Jeff, you. Okay, right. le- okay, listen. Um, I agree and disagree with with Ryan. His points aren't all of them are aren't wrong. Well, I think none of them are wrong. It's it's it's. it's his opinion. Um, CM Punk is a draw. He's always been a draw and he'll always be a draw. His work in the ring, he's just a worker. He's uh he's Cody, he's he's just one of those guys. His his stuff in Ring of Honor is a little bit better better than it is now. Uh, well, well, well than his WWE run because that's just the way it goes when you go to the E. Um he's one of those guys that wrestles he do, he didn't like Matt said, he didn't really have a step to lose. So he's fine there. You know, I, if he came back and wrestled, he might be a little rusty. But I don't think we'd be looking at like, oh, my God, he can't wrestle. No, he would be fine because he didn't do anything. Not to, His wrestling style wasn't conducive or predicated on diving, jumping around, or athleticism. I mean, I'm not knocking anybody. I'm just saying he's just not that guy. He's, he's not an, an athlete. He is not, you know. Um, uh, so yeah, I think Punk could come back. Um, if he does, fine. If he doesn't, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm 
fine with that as, as well. I actually think Ring of Honor would probably be – I just don't see him in AEW. If he comes back, that's cool. But I, I, I see him more in uh, – I see him more Ring of Honor. Um, and two, to be honest with you, I would actually like to see him go back to WWE. And I only say that because I know, but I, I, I only say that because real stuff sells. Um, him and Triple H don't like each other. They really don't, you know? And there's a lot of real heat there with him and a lot of uh, real heat with Vince. And just me being an old school wrestling fan, I'd like to see those two in the ring um, wrestling, you know, with the, maybe with the storyline. And Are you and booking a Triple H match right now? I am. I am. Because that's, that's oh, what they have going on. <laughs> Listen, listen, listen. They have real heat and real heat sells. If you're bringing them back to do a thing, to do a match here and there, and then he's done, that's fine. If you're bringing him back and he's going on a run again, then no, I, I wouldn't have him go to WWE, go to Ring of Honor. You know what I'm saying? But if you're just trying to get like shock value out of it and do it that way, yeah, that's 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 real heat. Jeff is booking a match with a guy who is 51 versus a guy who is 42. I just want to put that out into the world. I mean, it's it it makes sense because they have a history. I, I think Cod's right. So you bring CM Punk and then he what? Then he wrestles Kenny Omega for the belt. That's not right. You well, know? I can book you one match. I can book you three more if you want. You tell me I want a, a CM Punk Cody. Cody, you sold no. out and became the establishment. Oh no! no. You don't want Push. that, bro. Stop. Push younger you don't want that, talent. Bro. You can. I don't. Look, look, I really don't. Look. I okay. It's going. It's going to be a draw. Okay, and that's fine. I will. I will watch it, and it and it will be fine. But why are we bringing in older? Why are we bringing in yeah. older talent when we should be pushing young younger talent? Because now you're starting to sound I like Vince. Why not show up? Starting to sound like Vince. Let's go ahead and bring in the older talent who, who shouldn't be in the ring anymore. But what no. happens with the older talent? They they get pushed and then they win titles. Yeah, he's right. Yeah, Matt, I will listen, say I'm talking say, about AEW. Matt, who was AEW's first champion? Are we really about to have this conversation again? He's right, but but he's right. He's right. Who is more I, marketable? Saying. Who's more marketable? No, 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 no. If listen, you're starting listen. a company, hold, hold is your on. first oh, champion going to be Matt, Hangman Matt. Page? Who is the fantastic? Wait, wait, wait. Let me finish. Let me finish. Is your first champion going to be Hangman Page, who is a great up-and-coming talent that nobody knows? Is it going to be Kenny Omega, who's the VP, who all of the corporate backlash? Is it going to be Cody, who started the company and is essentially the Triple H of this one? Or is it going to be the guy who's been called the GOAT for 30-something years? Okay, Matt, listen, you are correct, and they did the right thing. But but what I'm saying is you have to take the good with the bad. You can't pitch, pick and choose. You can't hit your wagon to him and say, well, it's Chris Jericho. And what has well, Jericho yeah, done since winning the title? That That's fine, but I'm saying you, you have to take all of the flaws and, 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 and everything saying. that goes he's, with it. That's, that, that's all I'm saying. exactly what he should by putting MJF, putting Orange Cassidy over. He's put Scorpio oh, Sky over well, to That's – and he, should, and he should have put Adam Hangman Page over. It, Matt, listen, we're not saying AEW did the wrong thing by putting the belt no. on Jericho. We're saying... They did the right thing. No, no, they did the right thing, no. but it is what it is. He's an older guy. Here's my argument. You guys are... 
blatantly ignoring him putting over younger talent. No, no, I, 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 I'm not. No, no, both things are correct. He has put over your younger yeah. talent, but guess what? He's an old guy. He is. Mm-hmm. Both things are correct. Both things are true. Look well, here, here is why I disagree with you. If you have been an active wrestler who wrestles on a weekly basis, I don't consider that bringing someone in who, who hasn't been wrestling to try and pop ratings. No, well, you're, no, you're right that, about that. That is why well, I'm this, saying it's different. Well, I don't think this, this, Jericho is not Goldberg showing back up for four weeks. No, 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 no. Oh. I, 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 no, I, I agree. But, but when you look at it, this situation is a little bit different, but when you look at it on paper, I mean, you just Jericho, but it, it, the age. it's more than a little different. You know what I'm saying? With, yeah. Ben, you've been looking up the numbers. Yes. When did Ric Flair retire at WrestleMania, and how old was he? Uh, I checked that, and I want to say he was 51. Yeah, but but Ric, Ric Flair is the exception. He's not the rule. I mean, there, there ain't another Ric Flair. I mean, if, if him and Undertaker, those are the outliers you probably got to throw away. Yeah, Ric Flair is currently why 71. Did you Chris Jericho from that conversation? Oh, excuse I mean, me. I, I, he was 59 when he retired. Yeah, he was 59. No, but that's, I don't think Chris Jericho's not going to be wrestling until he's, you know. Listen, Chris Jericho's yeah, a lot I'm, of I'm things. I'm agreeing with you there, and he shouldn't. Chris Jericho's a lot of things. He's not, not, he's not going to be wrestling that long till that age. And I know y'all got, you got, I mean, everybody loves him. I love him too. He ain't Ric Flair. So, you know. Look, there's, nobody there's is. Look, yeah, there's exception to the rule. Jericho would need to wrestle another decade to match his retirement age, basically, with I, Ric Flair. I don't want to see a 61-year-old Ric Flair just like I don't want to see a 56-year-old Chris Jericho. I don't want to see either of those things. So hopefully those things are done and over with by the time, I, you know, well, one, I guess one is over. Ultimately, here's my point. Ric Flair went till he was 59, yeah? Mm-hmm. At, at WrestleMania. Correct? That was at WrestleMania. WrestleMania 24. What happened? He went to TNA and beat Jay Lethal. That is somebody being hired to pop ratings and beat up young talent. Agreed. No, you're right. That isn't bringing someone to the territory who's going to do great and then get people over on his way out of the territory. That's why I say it's different. No, listen... Matt, you're right. It, it is different, but I'm saying if you're looking at the work and the age and what they are, I mean, it, it, that aspect is, I mean, the spade is the spade. He may be doing different things and doing them the right way. Yeah, that's fair. And that's right. But he's still, if you start dividing people over, like, you know, let's put this wrestler and this wrestler, he would be go. whether you put people over as doing the right thing or not, he goes over in this, this age group. So look, <laughs> I, I want to move on from this. But I do just want to point out the one thing that we're saying, even though he's doing it the right way, is the whole dividing factor of it, <laughs> of what I'm getting at. So that's all I'm saying. <laughs> that's, that's why I am confused by this argument. <laughs> but we, we're going to have to come back to this on a Monday or something, because dear God, we're not going to give impact. Probably the attention it deserves, in all honesty. Um, impact was not bad this week. I don't think it was bad. Having watched all of it, um, I think they did a good job putting on a decent show. They um, had better. Sure, but not every show can be a slam anniversary. Yeah, but when you're but you know when you're coming off of the previous week's 
Dynamite and you're saying Kenny Omega is going to be on our show, you know, I think I think this needs to be a better show than what it was. Yeah. Ultimately, for me, I need to know how long they've taped and have been taped and how long the Kenny Omega well, thing has been. Well, the, well I'm st- to, just from for me, it looks like this might have not been a last minute thing, but it looks like I don't know. So Kenny Omega's on the show, but he's not because he's in his little thing, so, you know. He, he he went and jumped in the Escalade and drove you know to you know off screen to his. Um, he his, drove two uh, blocks to the hotel, Jeff. Is what you're trying well, to no, say? No, 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 no. He, he, he drove to his, his Winnebago and cut a promo that, that, that they already had you know filmed. Well, here here's my issue: is that Impact typically records about two months out, so we're about midway through it. Was this deal done? After the taping, was it made beforehand? I think that ultimately decides for me whether or not, like, hey, you did the and best the, you could with it, or eh. I think, but but Matt, that's what I'm saying. The proof was in the pudding; it had to be because of it. Because if if you knew he was coming, you would have already had it taped. I, I think you, so. To, again, this is my thing. Miss Omega's been mishandled twice here. He's been mishandled by not being the champ right out of the gate. And I hate this guy, but but listen, but but I do. But right is right. He's been mishandled by not being the champ right out of the gate. Then you give him this uh, – well, not a new gimmick, but give him this heel Kenny Omega, and, and everybody thinks that this thing was the best episode of wrestling ever. No, no thank you, but he's going to be on impact. Cool. And then he doesn't, like, come down the ring and get in the ring and say, hey, I'm the biggest thing since sliced bread, and this is why? They missed an Yeah, see, Jeff, I, I typically do agree with you, wait, 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 wait. There's, the- no, there's, there's no fans. To bring him no. out is kind of is kind of pointless. To no, me, but, it but almost goes like, do you run the risk of him entering the building with every other wrestler and potential COVID implications? Uh, yeah, but they don't care about that because you got people running shows. You got people go, run still running indie shows and this, that, and other. Uh, listen, listen, listen. My thing, uh, if, if someone's going to be on your show, they're going to like I, – I, I thought that was bait and switch to me. He's going to be on Impact. Oh, like, oh, shit. He's going to be on Impact. Actually, he's not. He's just going to be in a trailer shooting a promo. During which showtime? To who? Yeah, I mean, yeah, but, but I mean, he's a smart fan like us knows, like, we well, wasn't really on. He's on the show, but, like, again, he should have came down the ring, been in an Impact ring. Like, that's, that's, that's good for television. Um, that, we we got to that. But I, I do want to cover, I think, the three things prior to the Kenny Omega interview that I think are, are worthy of mention here. Uh, first off, Josh Alexander versus Chris Saban. These guys are just professionals. They can go great in ring. Um, everything the North does I love. Everything about the most machine guns I love. Just chef's kiss. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, a great storytelling for this match. You have Ethan Page slowly losing his mind that he's not the champion. And maybe we see some cracks there forming. It'll be interesting. Um, I hope they don't break up the North before we get an FTR match. This is where my heart is at. I don't. I, I want that match so badly. Um, second, and I uh, don't think this match was going to get a whole lot of love. Otherwise, Eric Young versus Cody Diener. Um, this might be the, the most important segment of Cody Diener's life. And I feel like maybe people won't get that one. 
But I think this is the first time that Cody Deaner's tried to be serious and he's actually having a real legitimate, like, do I belong mentality. Um, I think that's actually going to be a great storyline. I'd love to see him and Cousin Jake, who, who is Jake something on the independence. Cousin um, Jake. Both of these guys aren't bad workers. Cousin Jake, in my opinion, could be a star. Um, but I really, I really appreciated uh, this little glimpse of, uh, I think most wrestlers and I think just people in general, the whole, do I belong imposter syndrome. Um, so I really liked that. I thought what they told in the ring and the promo beforehand uh, and what happened after the match, I thought they did a really good job of. Um, last thing prior to we get to, before we get to the Kenny Omega is another AEW moment on impact. Uh, man, Tony Khan paid for ad time and he just pretty much ripped impact apart. And it was kind of great. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, I, I want to see where this is going. And I was hoping we were going to get more answers to this this week. Unfortunately, I did not get those answers. Uh, interview time. I'm just going to cover this very briefly. Um, Josh, yeah, because you're going to get right to it when we get to AEW again, and it's the same thing. So you're good. Uh, there's one or two things that were different, but that's about it. Um, and I had legitimately, legitimately, I had to go back and rewatch them and find what was different because there was not a lot. Um, Matt, Matt doing the show work and super fan work. <laughs> there you go. Dog. Matt watching it in like half speed. <laughs> If I told you the amount of wrestling I have watched since Monday, it would be sickening considering I work at a job every day. <laughs> I don't think y'all understand. Oh, I God. watch wrestling. It's all I do. But Claire, I know you feel this vibe. But Cod Sinclair watches at least one match a day, and you can watch that on, uh, what is it called now, Fast Count? Quick Count. Oh, Quick Count. Quick count. You just buried our own YouTube show. <laughs> I am very tired. My mind is not working correctly because I'm working overnights right now. I have another two shows. It's fine. <laughs> you could have at least said on the PWO YouTube channel, but I digress. Um, <laughs> so the big things here, Josh Matthews comes out to the bus. Rich Swan wasn't on the list because he's a paper champion, but that will, we'll cover that later. Um, and the big thing, the important thing, Josh Matthews is a horrible interview. He's pretty much done. Uh, Don Callis and Kenny Omega are talking. We get a little bit more of the connection that was hinted at in that Kenny Omega interview at that home in North Carolina that superfan Mike DeShazo and I spent like two hours overanalyzing. So at least there was something that we kind of had a, a grip on. Um, but also... The big thing coming out of this was Kenny Omega talked about how he was a big comic book fan collector. And, you know, eventually he had to stop because he just couldn't collect all the comic books. And there was never, uh, he was never going to be able to, but he found a new obsession and it's winning championships. Um, And in fact, I do believe he made a reference to the collector who is a character in Guardians of the Galaxy, whose whole bit is collecting the most rarest of items. Um, now, here is where I think this is interesting. Final resolution is this weekend. Rich Swan kind of got, you know, cold-shouldered here. Um, 
I have a feeling that Chris Bay might not make it to his title match, but I hope he does considering how historic this match is. Um, but yeah, we didn't, we didn't get a whole lot, but we did get, we're going to make a big announcement Wednesday night and they're going to do something very Lex Luger, uh, Lex Luger like it's going to be just like it. You're going to love it. And, uh, interview ends. How'd How'd that work out for Lex? Well, <laughs> I know we were talking with EK earlier about conspiracy theories in wrestling, so you may have to wait another time for us to talk about that. Um, let me fast forward to UAEW. And, guys, if you don't mind, I'm really just going to try and cover results to the best of my abilities, okay? Yeah, we're running a little short on time, so let's kind of – Well, we have, we have about 20-ish minutes. True, true. We did start a little bit late today. So – Gonna try and do this very quickly. Young Bucks two defeat the hybrid two, and we kind of get a little sneak peek of the acclaimed, who I love. If you haven't been paying attention now for several weeks, love the acclaimed. They're gonna face uh, SCU next week. The acclaimed is far. Um, all right. After that, we have a Darby Allen video. No one cares. Cody Rhodes comes out. We get the Sting interview. Um, there's a typo here in my notes where Tony Schiavone yells, "It's String." Nope. It's, it's, it's <laughs> now I'm imagining him holding up a piece of string. Um, and here is where I thought this was not good. Uh, Sting says, uh, "The only thing certain about Sting is that nothing is for certain, except." He's at AEW. And that's really all we got. We don't really have a reason why Sting's here. Yeah. No, they... but, but but him and Cody, that's going to pay off. He, they were foreshadowing that, though, yeah. at some point. Yeah, I'm very curious to see what that's going to be because I don't think it's going to be a Sting versus Cody match. Yeah, no, if, no, for whatever no, reason. Something's going to happen. Yeah, it felt like the entire point of that whole segment, and correct me if I'm wrong, felt very much like I'm Sting and I just want to tell you I'm officially signed. Yes. Well yeah because there's exactly some people who, who don't understand. So they had to they had to do something like that. Yeah. Um and I think that what do you say like see you later kid or right? See see you around kid. Yeah. I I think that's gonna be your um that's gonna be your uh uh he's a good hand moment. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Uh-huh. Uh, uh, my favorite part about this is when Sting like brings uh Cody in. You could just see Cody is trying to yeah, hold uh, back uh, the smile. Marking, uh, yeah. Well, it, 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 that's what I'm saying. It's it's per- this is perfect. Set. This is oh, they set it up perfect for again whatever they're going to do. I mean, I don't think he's going to crack Sting over the head with a chair, but like I said, I think this is your your good hand. Um, you know, spot here in this little conversation. Yeah. Cody loses his mind. Um, FTR defeat the Varsity Blondes. That is uh, Griff Garrison and Brian Pillman Jr. Uh, Screw you, Griff Garrison. I thought this was a great match. Not gonna lie, I was really impressed with Varsity Blondes. Um, I thought that I thought that was Jungle Boy. (laughs) I see what you did there. Who's Uh, Griff Garrison? Teaming up on Dark. Um, BTE joke. They looked real good. I was really really uh, impressed how they looked. We set up a. Jurassic Express versus FTR for next week. Uh, it's going to include Marco Stunt. 
I'm not going to lie to you. I don't care about that match at all. Um, it was fresh off. I won't say it, but he was fresh off uh, making some, you know, someone trying to make him do, you know, crazy things in a ring. Look, here, here is the only thing that I think is worth noting about this. Okay. Only thing worth noting is since then they've had Twitter beef back and forth. And uh, I believe it was Cash who just dropped the line. Cornette was right. You don't belong. Done. Just left it. And mic drop. All I needed. Marco Stunt should not be a professional professional wrestler. I'm not going to say someone shouldn't do their job. I just don't want to see it. That's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. Unless he's getting literally thrown around like a rag doll. I don't care. Yes. That's it. That's all reason. If Mar- if Marco Stunt was 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 playing a Zach Gowan esque role, I would be all against it. But at the at the end of the day, we didn't make the hire, yeah. so yep. it's all it's all on it's, it's all on TK and and Cody. Yeah. <laughs> was uh, that a uh, voice of God? Please tell me that was heard by everybody. <laughs> yes. Oh no, the no. voice of God just cut in and said, We didn't make the hire. <laughs> oh, Beautiful. <PK>. Ventura? <laughs> yes, Satan. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know this. Oh, that was beautiful. It's none of your damn business, Dan. <laughs> so, up next, we had 10 versus Dustin Rhodes. Uh, Dustin Rhodes beat 10, and we get the, uh, we get the proposal. Why don't you join us, Seven? Yeah, uh-huh. uh-huh. you got. Um, if you if you watch my quick count of 1999 Starcade, um, that is how that is how Dustin's match against Jeff Jarrett kind of got started. Um, go check it out on the Facebook page because you it's want a to, quick count. You you want to talk about somebody cutting a promo? <sighs> Eh. You're talking about Shaq cutting a promo because up next we got Shaq versus Brandy Rhodes. I mean, uh, they're they're sitting down in a nice interview, um, and Shaq says, "You know, I, you know, I, I went a little back and forth with Cody, you know, but I, I love the Rhodes. They got three of my favorite people, you know, Dusty, Dustin, Cody." Um, and then tells Brandy, "Like while while we're off, while, while your arms are covering, you should watch Jade. She she'll show you a thing or two. She'll teach you a thing or two." Uh, and Brandy just grabs a cup of water and says, "You're an overgrown asshole." Yeah, but legitimately, uh, it just felt like Brandy came into this like looking to be pissed off at every little thing. Oh, because it's Brandy. Yeah, because uh, guys, guys, I feel like we're completely leaving out the fact that the friend of Shaq, who she sent down the interview with, just broke her arm. Y'all being a little insensitive here, and maybe well. It's not even like because her first line was, uh, well, to put it into perspective, you have uh, Scavani going, we have Brandy Rhodes with us and 15-time NBA All-Star, four-time NBA champion, part owner of Papa John's Pizza, Shaquille O'Neal. And Brandy just goes in there like, really, all I get is COO. You know, it's really it's really funny though because the wink wink here is that Jade Cargill now that she's on TV on the side is being is, is getting further seasoning one on one with Dustin Rhodes, 
to improve her in-ring skills. So that's the wink, wink there. So yeah. All right, uh, moving up. Uh, we got to keep going because we're gonna run out of time here. I'm sorry, uh, Jeff. I'll start you up with this next match. We have Eddie Kingston, the Blade, and the Butcher with the Bunny versus Lance Archer, Ray Phoenix, and Penta Zero M. Penta gets taken out, I believe, before the match even starts. Uh, and then we get uh, the win here coming up after a pretty great match. I'm not going to lie. I got real excited seeing Lance Archer versus the Butcher. Um, I was all about a Hoss fight. Uh, but the Violent Family wins. They beat Archer and Phoenix here. Uh, and it was essentially a handicap match. They pinned Phoenix. Um, and then afterwards, Archer kills everybody. And everybody dies. He reminds uh, Eddie Kingston, everybody dies. <sighs> um, locker room, we see Red Velvet is getting beat up by Jade Cargill and Nyla Rose. Big Swole and Serena D make the save, but then get shoved from behind by Ivelisse and Diamante. There you go. Serena Deeb can go back to NWA. Abaddon defeated Tesha Price. Yeah. made the save after the match and then got scared. Now, look, I wasn't a big fan of most of this thing. Yo, that crack on the head with the kendo stick. Yeah. That. <laughs> then they made the mistake. Well, they made the mistake in hiring her look, because she's the- not good. Yeah. However, here's the thing. They made- Go ahead. Wrestling fans asked for them to hire her. This is why you don't Why? You out there yeah. watching this show now. Why? Twitter yeah, and loves Abaddon. Abaddon, Abaddon go fuck herself. This is the problem with modern wrestling because people on Twitter wanted it. Yeah, well, they also want Marco Scott, who's making them look like to suck a dong in the middle of the ring, too. But that's the problem. Like, God, Christ, get me out of it. Oh, on top of, on top of she already beat her. But 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 we're we're doing the Ronda Rousey and 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 Nia Jax thing like oh can't you put her in an armbar oh you mean like she did like a month ago yeah the Oscar yeah oh okay yeah she's so Not scared over that she she's so scared over that she squashed her two months ago three months ago yeah get out Here's of here the other issue and this is where look guys this is where it's frustrating but once again everyone else's fault but ours and I am saying that um. People are praising this because they're giving their women's division a chance here. What? They have... And, pe- and people also want to see Goldberg in 2020, so take it with a grain of salt. That's true. People are super pumped about Goldberg. Yeah, take all... I don't know what drugs they're taking, but you know what? If they have serotonin, I guess I'm in. Uh, problem that I have with Abaddon, and I'll make it brief, is, and this might be a fault of my own, not having watched anything before she's done an AEW... So, so, so watching her fresh out of the gate, she is, she is not that impressive. She's slow. She's sloppy. And she, and she has a gimmick that's not suited for 2020. Yeah, that's perfect. She's a Walmart brand. Sue Young. Um, no, I think that, I think they're pretty good. Yo, she's on Kmart, Sue Young. Dog. <laughs> like, Kmart's gone. Okay. True. Bad hire, bad decision. Listen, yeah, I might be. Did we Your not favorite. just celebrate the retiring of a 30-year veteran of, you know, zombie Undertaker? Who's talking? I mean, who's talking about the Undertaker? No, no, no. That's what, no, that's what I'm saying. We just talked. We, we just celebrated and praised 
30 years yeah, but, uh, of an undead zombie who's come back to life how many times? Yeah, Look, but that's an outlier. That's all I'm saying. Relevant. So, uh, up next, we do get the Kenny Omega segment here uh, with Don Callis. I feel like I missed. You missed the Taz segment. I did, I, I did miss the Taz segment um, where he does introduce that Hook is now Team Taz. Well, well they also come out and say, like, uh, we were beating you guys to pieces. You guys had a call on Sting. Yeah, but you forgot a part. Forgot, forgot the part where you actually lost the match. <laughs> yeah. You lost clean. Into this. But, um, you know. God, I don't know why I missed yeah. this, but I feel like I missed the inner – has the inner circle segment not happened yet on the show? No, it did. Don't, no. don't care. Yeah. Look, I'm just going to get to it. All right, very quickly. Uh, the inner circle agree, despite not liking each other, that they will ultimately stay together. Um, meh. Yeah, quite. I, I get why they booked it, and I see the reasoning behind it. Um, this it's just is one of those things where it's like to me, it's it's a necessary evil of a segment I don't care about for them, but they need to do it to make sure this tries to get to the next pay per view. That's no, how. It see, came I don't. Out. See, I don't think they do. It came off to me that like, listen, the storylines are going to go. Um, and you could do something besides that. This comes off to me as guys booking themselves, and this that this is what it's this what it looked like to me. Hey, well, um, don't worry, we'll do this, and then next week we'll do this. Yeah. All right, well, guys um, booking themselves. Yeah. Although so, I will say my favorite part of this is the argument between Wardlow and uh, Jake Hager of well, he nope. needs to stop looking at me. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, yeah, that was, and <sighs> that line of just like them mm. fighting over that—the fact that they need to stop staring at each other. This has been my problem with the inner circle. I would say since Jericho lost the title, we were talking about it. What's he? What? What has he done since? Now, now, granted, they are in the forefront. They are still a main part of the program. Okay, but half, half of it is, half of it is boring. Sam yeah, Gaur should have already been TNT champion. No, yeah, Sam should have Kyle, been TNT Kyle. champion. Okay. The the thing that I'm looking at is the way that they came onto the scene. Okay, the first handful of months of Dynamite, granted with with the crowd. Okay, but there's no reason why they couldn't have kept the same shtick going going into the pandemic era. There's no reason. Okay, yeah. because now they are nothing but a comedy act. Yeah, what, what, now when you say they're nothing but a comedy act, but they have done way too much comedy for my taste. Yeah, lately. Now when you see them, you know something's going to be funny. You know what I'm saying? Like next week we're going to have the inner circle doing whatever, whatever. Oh, well, you know it's going to be funny. Yeah. They're uh, not going to wrestle. My one question about the inner circle is where has Santana been? Uh, um, he re- he recently just lost his stepfather. Okay, so um, he's so been he out for personal. Okay. But, yeah. And they they wrote it off that he was so distraught he couldn't come to work because yeah. Well. Yeah, I know he's been like kind of gone for the past like couple of weeks, and I've been wondering this. I haven't really looked too much into it. Uh, I've just accepted he's not there. Um, which you know I hope everything goes well, is okay for him. I hope I hope yeah. he is getting to a good place. I I can only imagine what that would be like right now, honestly. Oh yeah. Um. All right, let me very quickly also go over this Kenny Omega promo here. Because nothing's changed. 
Kenny Omega shows up on, on a helicopter. And that was great. I was all for that. Um, he's got more brumettes. And, uh, you know, he Kenny goes, and you know what? We got even more coming for you. Let me go ahead and tell you the next thing. Don Callis cuts him off and says, no, no, they don't need to know everything just yet. So there's more to come. I was not very happy with this. Uh, well, I don't want to say I was – I'll get to my total opinion here at the end of it, at the end of AEW. Um, main event time, MJF versus Orange Cassidy for the Diamond Dozen ring. Uh, just ends in total chaos outside the ring. Uh, Miro sneaks so in. What? Overbooked. This was so overbooked. Um, yes, but I liked the one segment here at the end here. Miro comes in and smashes Orange Cassidy. MJF gets the pin, um, and then Miro kills everybody. Um, and then the impromptu lumberjack match. Uh-huh. A little bit, but that's what you get when you bring seven guys to the ring right off the bat. That that is the issue with the entire inner circle will be there. But I, I once again, I really appreciated what they did with Miro here, and I think that was the biggest payoff out of this match, in my opinion. Um, Miro crushed people and literally just threw someone off of the, the entrance ramp, um, which is where you got tonight's episode. Uh, it's Christmas and these guys have families. Um, was just, I, I died. I died. And then Miro kicked somebody in the face and just, it was great. Miro's great. I love Miro. He deserves the world and better. Um, ultimately, here's my issue with Impact. Uh, oh my god, I keep saying impact. I don't know if that should tell you anything. AEW. Um, AEW won big this week in ratings. 995,000 to 656,000 against NXT. They won big. I don't believe that they capitalized on the viewers this week. And that I feel a lot of this week was great stuff's happening. Come back next week and see it again. And it didn't, it didn't build anything. I didn't think we got any real build. So that's my issue. That, that was my issue with the show. Um, I don't know if that was also because I was watching a basketball game where I thought my team was going to lose. And maybe a lot of my negative energy came through into that. I'll have to rewatch and come, come back to you guys with more opinions, but I feel like I did a lot of analyzing for this show. I don't feel like we got any major moving parts from it. No, you're right. Because that's what it was. You're right. I feel like you progressed a few storylines, but at the same time, you kept some storylines just like, well, well, why did we need this? Yeah, you you had steps. And you know, we got the announcement that Snoop Dogg is going to be on AEW, like the second show of the new year, which apparently has Snoop Dogg in trouble with WWE. But you know what? Fuck him. So... That's yeah, you go and search Snoop Snoop Dogg in on WWE Shop, and nothing comes up. And then it says, "Did you mean to search for Dong?" That's funny. Like, no. Why would anybody be searching Dong on the WWE? That was a wrestler, dog. I mean, true, true. Um, Bailey, Bailey and Sasha's shirts are on there, but they but they say "Ding Dong" on the front. So, um, yeah, ultimately, that was my main issue. NXT. So, all right, let me let me get to this right now, because I'm gonna tell very you very quickly because it's not worth it. Yeah, it's not. It's not worth it. It wasn't worth it. You get the announcement of Gargano's new stable, Jay Hadger, 
Tell them what's your favorite new stable in the wrestling world. The Way. Do you know The Way? Sounds like an indie band. The Milky a, Way? Uh, it's a meme from like 2017. Yeah. Gargan- Gargana's you know like, you know, like a um, televangelist now. Come follow the, the Way. So what you're saying is, and I, I joked about this on Monday, and apparently I'm right. Gargano's doing the Monday Night Messiah gimmick better than Seth Rollins. I heard, I heard, um, well, go ahead, never mind, fine. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's time to believe, huh? Ra- Raquel Gonzalez is going to face Rhea Ripley again. We've already seen it. And we would have thought, hey, maybe Fuck we're going to move more towards Io Shirai versus Raquel Gonzalez. But no, it looks like that's probably going to be Tony Storm, I guess, in the meantime. Um, so what was the point of making Raquel Gonzalez the big winner there if you're not going to book her in a title match right away? It's dumb, that's why. Um, and once again, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is your chance to put her over someone strong and then come back to it. But we've already seen this match. We've already done this. We've been here. We're backstepping. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, Malcolm Bivens offers Taylor Gray. No, Taylor Rust. Taylor Rust. They've changed his name, I think, three times since he's been on, on the show. He was August Gray two, three weeks ago, and now he's Taylor Rust. I don't know why we've changed his name again from the for like the third time, but whatever. So there's that. Um, the Zaylee. Boa segment uh, of them just punching a gang punch till they are busted wide open and bleeding. Cool to see bleeding on WWE television, but you know, um, it's a segment, and I, I love these segments. But God, please tell us, tell me we're getting somewhere at some point here. Um, We've got to. Can you tell this is all my frustration with Takeover boiling back up again into a show that doesn't make any sense or matter? Finn Balor has a segment now where he says, who's, who's next? Who's, who's challenging? I haven't defended the belt in like two months, but who's next? Don't get me started. Let me tell you who it's not going to be. It's not going to be Bobby Fish because he's out with like a torn tricep. Yeah, it's not going to be Damian Priest. It's not going to be Damian Priest because he got dropped by Killer Cross. Sorry, Karrion Cross. <laughs> um, and we're probably going to get Pete Dunne versus Finn Balor. Even though we're already hinting at uh, Killer Carrion Cross versus Finn Balor, what are we doing with Pete Dunne? We just moved him over here. He lost at War Games. He's gonna end up losing a title match now. Who knows? What are we doing? Also, this Cameron is Grimes gonna face Timothy Thatcher, heel versus heel. What so none of this makes this sense. is this is this is hey, this is just an episode of Raw. Okay, and it's been like this for a while, and I think we've given them the benefit of the doubt because they're NXT and they have a tremendous track record. Okay, but I think I think the well is run dry, and they need fresh faces. They need new storylines. They need to go back to what they were doing. Uh, I don't know anymore, man. I don't know. I really want to tell you I know, but I don't. Super Jacob. Starts tomorrow. <laughs> fuck, fuck NXT. <laughs> uh, it's going to be great. You know what else is tomorrow? 
the finals of best of the super juniors and tag team uh, tag league. Uh, I don't know if we've covered who, who those had, but the finals for best of the super juniors and guys, correct me if I'm wrong. This seems to me like the most obvious booking here, but it's new Japan. So maybe I'm totally wrong. Mm. Um, best of the super juniors is El Desperado versus Hiromu Takahashi. El Desperado don't win ish. No, unfortunately. So it's got to be Hiromu, right? Uh, well, maybe wrong. It's New Japan. They do. No. Yeah. Um. Tag League final mm-hmm. in Juice. Dave Finley and Juice Robinson versus everyone's favorite tag team. It's the Go Double D. I mean, just the God. We might get a Bullet Club sweep here. You know what? I did. I did that the last show too, where I where I, where I got him and El Fantasma mixed mixed up again. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. The, the, this is an easy book too, honestly. Um. Yeah. This should be Hiromu, and it should be God. Maybe yeah, it should be God because for some reason they have a hard on for Finley and and Juice Robinson as a tag team, despite both of them being way better as individuals, and they need the individuals, but. Who am I to tell New Japan what they're doing wrong? They, they deserve the benefit of the doubt. Absolutely. Unlike someone else we've talked about tonight. Guys, Super J-Cup that starts tomorrow for New Japan Strong. It's going to feature some, honestly, some really incredible athletes, okay? Uh, Leo Rush is popping back up. Shout out, Leo Rush. He just gave me a free T-shirt. Yeah. Dude, awesome. Love Leo Rush. You're still not getting $200. Uh, but you know what? He's better than Ricky Starks officially in my book. So oh, because he buried you, but that's another well, story. You know, Ricky, also, I ask a question and then you be a dick to me on Twitter. So yes, uh, he Leo has Rush right gives me a free t-shirt. Uh, I will say Leo Rush also just ate, or, uh, had a good episode on the premiere of the challenge. So yeah. Leo uh, Rush, can back up? to the moon. Ricky Starks put the boots to you on Twitter? Yeah, oh, that's... pay attention to the group chat we have. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I can cover this quickly. I can cover this very quickly. So look, <laughs> look, I had just finished teaching. It's the end of the day. I'm tired, but I see that Ricky Starks just put up a thing where he's like, you know what? The last two people to put a bid on this thing bailed and didn't have the money and they didn't pay. So you know what? Bump it. We're just gonna give it away. So what I want you guys to do is uh, quote tweet the last thing I retweeted, uh, tagging my name, and I'll put your thing into a drawing and you'll get it. Now look, I saw it as the last thing I tweeted. So I just simply ask, I quote tweet and go, is this the one? (laughs) And he goes, I'm going to reserve my right to be an asshole here. I said... The last thing I retweeted, and I'm like, you know, <laughs> my bad, dude. But like, hey, listen. <laughs> I'm sorry, I missed two letters of a word. Well, Matt, a he's a heel, oh. so he's doing his job. And look at B, Ricky. Look, you fucked up. Look, so look you at, can't be mad about that. Look, look, look at, look at uh, uh, Ricky Starks doing the Lord's work. The Lord's work. So <laughs> no, you don't get a Rock and Roll Express t-shirt. 
But you know what? Oh, it didn't matter. You know why it didn't matter? That sounds like a my mistake, uh, Matt. <laughs> like I said, though, at the end of the day, it didn't matter. Because you know what? Talked with the bouncers. Talked with Leo Rush. No, well, you're right. On Twitter that Thunder Rosa liked. I don't even care. At this point, yeah, you're right, I'm flexing. But you know what? Leo Rush gave me a free T-shirt. And that's way more important than some dude Ooh. being a dick. Did you at least go back and retweet the uh, tweet you were supposed to? No, I stopped and gave no. him and unfollowed him. <laughs> I respect it. I, I mean, yeah. I respect it, but Matt. But I do still follow him on the podcast, so I'll, I'll keep track of what I need to keep. Oh, my gosh. Matt. He's a run <sighs> a few different uh, Twitter accounts. Lord. Matt, you fell into his trap. I'm sorry I missed two letters. <laughs> You know what that is on a test? Missing two letters? A 98. You no, that's that missing is? two points. You know what that is? That's an A+, plus, baby. I'm sorry I got the majority of it right. <laughs> anyway, so I think that El Phantasmo is going to win this. <laughs> I think you're wrong. <laughs> no, I It's not going to be the man who just gave you a t-shirt. Um, I think Leo Rush is going to have a really – Really great showing. Uh, but Swerve, Clark Connors has been sneaky good on strong. Um, yeah, agreed. And I think this could be the signings, well, the showings of a new signing who could be big for Super Juniors there. I think maybe a uh, new star. I also wouldn't be surprised if maybe ACH won. Yeah. Uh, El Fantasmo did win it last, last year. year so. Mm-hmm. Um, with the competition, though, I think he is like the only guy in in the American Cup who is like full time side to not just showing on strong at the moment. So Correct. it would make yeah. sense if he wins it. Um, mm-hmm. But I think maybe we're also trying to steal a guy here. I really kind of thought maybe Carl Fredericks was gonna be in this. You know, I was looking for him to be in it because if he was in it, I would I would say that he I has a very good. strong case to win yeah, it. Yeah, he does. Because um, especially he won the Young Lions tournament this year, correct? Mm-hmm. Correct. And he he's looked real good, and he's he's they've given him some time. So they, I really yeah. saw that happening. They booked him strong. Um. Agreed. Agreed. And he deserved. It. He's done very well. Um. Yeah. Go Leo Rush. Thanks for the shirt. DMV taking care of each other. <laughs> hey. Hey. You're right. He is number one. <laughs> number one. You're right. He does have an 11-11 shirt that maybe he's giving me for free. Final <laughs> resolution. Final resolution. Uh, I got to be honest with you. Um, we're going to have Gianna Perrazzo defend her title against Rosemary because, you know, demon women. Yeah. Um. And uh, Moose versus Willie Mac should be good. Moose is killing people right now since he can now control his narrative. Um, but main event, the main event is Chris Bay versus Rich Swan for the Impact World title. And this is historic. This is actually a very historic match. Um, surprisingly historic. This is only the second time 
that two African Americans have fought in the main event for a world title of any pay per view. The first being Booker T versus The Rock at SummerSlam 2001. That alone is a statistic that seems almost too insane to be real. Um, but I mean, legitimately, go back and think of all of your Afri- African American world champions in each company, and then think of their title defenses. Um, and I think it matches up. If I'm gonna be honest with you, I mean, let, let's let's just think about that in in WWE terms. Who is the last African American man? Kofi Kingston. Fucking let me finish. Be prior to Kofi Kingston to win to win either the WWE or the Universal Title. Is it Mark Henry? Mark Henry. How about there? Are we including the WWE title or the heavyweight world heavyweight title? And they all Hall of Pain. They also dropped the ball because you should have beat John Cena and Money in the Bank. I'll never let that down. I'll never let that go. He should because that was the best because that was one of the best promos he cut in his entire career. Um, but also Bobby Lashley should have took it off of John Cena in 2007 at Great mm-hmm. American Bash because it made sense. Bobby Lashley just came out of this huge segment yeah. with the man yeah. and everyone with the ECW title. Had to give up the ECW title coming to Raw. You could have made a superstar. And you know what you did? You did yeah. what you always do. Do, 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 do. Um, uh, man, I, I do not see Chris Bay winning this match. I would love to see Chris Bay win this match because DMV. And also I really like Chris Bay. I think he's wonderful. Um, but I think we are looking at a very, um, unavoidable rich Swan versus Kenny Omega where Kenny Omega takes that belt. Um, and maybe it does have a final resolution. There, there's some people who think that uh, Moose is going to end up taking out Chris Bay and will move to Kenny Omega filling the spot. Um, Listen, <laughs> now if, look, if that happens, I am holy heck. I knowing the historic value of this, I think that is more important. Mm-hmm. Well, if that happens, that, like like Maddow says, if that happens, there'll be people who think it's a good idea on, on Internet Watch. Oh, there will be. There, there are people who are going to say he's a bad guy. He's supposed to, you're supposed to not like him, which to a bit I I agree with. But I just I think some things are more important than wrestling. He's a wrestler playing a bad guy, and and I think that is, I I think this match happening is more important in my opinion. Um. Just because it's only ever happened once before. Um, that's a terrifying statistic, but. The card overall, though, looks a little underwhelming, if I'm being completely honest. Um, other than other than the other than the Ethan Page match. Um, I mean, it's it's TNA. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, hold on. This hold is on. A- Wait, wait, wait. Let me, let me add this because I feel like it should be added. This pay-per-view is not the one that they're selling on pay-per-view networks. This is on – if you have Impact Plus, you're getting this show for free. We're doing it for you guys who pay Plus. 
Listen, and God bless people who have Impact Plus. Yeah, man, thanks. We do good. Yeah, it's Matt, so that I can keep doing the reviews. Um, so we have a match between Larry D and Tommy Dreamer, okay? If Tommy Dreamer wins, Larry D goes to jail for the attempted murder of Johnny Bravo. Okay? Stop right there. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Hold on. This is what I said last week, and everyone's like, guess what? I'll take you next week on Impact, where, where people are getting shot and killed. Like, <laughs> let, let me say this. Hold okay. On. Let me say this. Hold on. Let me go to finish the stipulation. Hold okay. on. If Larry D wins, he's free. Can I tell you the segment setting all this up? Hilarious. Because <laughs> literally, Larry D is going. Wait, so legally, if I beat you, I can't, I can't be tried for this crime. If I beat you in a wrestling for, for, for killing a, for killing a man. And, and Tommy Dreamer's like, yeah, I can do anything. <laughs> I totally get suspension of belief, but the fact that there's a match that determines a person's, like, if he goes to jail or not. Jay Hadger, I think you're missing the point here. They're making fun of all of the uh, all. Don't you guys remember? We had a ladder match for for custody of a child. Oh yeah, no. Big boss man sent nails nails to jail. Don't you remember? We had who shot Vincent Kennedy McMahon? Yeah. Also, Simpsons did it. Um, <laughs> the Mountie um, jail. But yeah, the other one that's a little bit interesting on this card, considering. Um, the AEW crossover is we're going to get the Rohit open challenge for the X division championship. Hmm. And it can't be TJP. It cannot be TJP. That's Thank God. Agreed. Agreed. Um, I have no idea who this is going to be. I got to be honest with y'all. It's open to anybody, anybody except TJP. There you go. So, yeah. Um, and then the last thing I have is that we're getting a rematch from Turning Point 2005 with Eric Young versus Rhino. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, it, it's Jeff Doring, right? Jeff Doring? Joe. Joe. Joe Doring. That is a prime example of we're pulling a guy, a legend, back who does not need to be here. He's got some flabby titties. I'm not going to lie. That was the first thing I noticed. He he is like the the weirdest looking dude in that like if you look at him from the front, you're like, you are a train wreck. <laughs> but if you look at him from the back, like, man, his back is strong. He is jacked. He's got his hair down to here. Don't, mm-hmm. you know, ignore the fact that it's completely balding from here. That LeBron hair. Um. <laughs> He does. He does. He does wear blue uh, blue jeans, boots, and then wears a cowboy hat with no shirt, which means he's set for a bunkhouse brawl. Oh, I mean, look, I'll give him oh this. Credit. He's an all Japan legend, but um, what you listen, this is gonna be a card. This is gonna be a card where I'm gonna crack open a couple beers. I'm gonna sit back. I'm gonna enjoy my weekend. So. I'm gonna laugh a lot. Hey, you know what? Everyone that, should that, that you are. Uh, but also, we should live. 
and love and laugh. We should live in this horrible time, love this great professional wrestling we're going to get from New Japan this weekend, and laugh at all the horrible, horrible things that are going to happen at Final Resolution. There you go. That's for the white women. Matt cutting them. The more you know, uh, promo. <laughs> Uh, can we get a fancy star shooting across the screen with the more you know? So, this is going off the rails. Yeah, we're with not. With that, guys, yeah, I just bid you all adieu. I gotta do the thing. Hey, you know, hey, hey, Matt. Hey, Matt. Hey, Matt. Can you can you go ahead and do the thing? Hey, the thing. Jeff. Oh, the guys hey, love the thing. Jeff, Ben, do you guys Everybody. do you do you guys want to see him do the thing? Because he can do the thing. Everybody you guys wants to see it. Right, real Matt, quick though. Matt, go, real, Matt, quick, Matt, quick, real quick. Real quick. Real quick. This episode has been brought to you by the Statue of Liberty. Matt, do the thing. com slash PWO123. Because if you love what you heard, and I mean, everybody loves the thing, you want to support us so we can keep it happening. For the small, small price of a cup of coffee, you guys can help us keep this show going, and maybe we can buy a muzzle for Jay Hedger, or maybe a new name, something. We're just trying to get out of the Pepsi products, you know? <laughs> do a little code. We, You're taking we, that out of context. Yeah, do- we we found Jeff. We found Jeff's Jeff's dad. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, his name his name is Teddy Long. Uh, <laughs> so, which is why this weekend he will be, be joining adorable. me in the new series called the Ref Bump. So you should check that out this weekend. Please do. A lot of great, wonderful things coming. To you guys, do the thing. Do the thing. Do the thing. Do the thing. Worldwide, world order. (laughs) Throwing out all your your wonderful things here. Let me do everyone's favorite thing. I must bid you adieu. Uh, So, with that, goodbye and good night. Bang. (laughs) 